Hey everybody, welcome to the Goth and the Sloth. I am your Sloth, Matt. And I am Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, dealing with uh, what's going on in the world and our lives. And specifically, these first few of our podcasts are about the coronavirus and everything that's happening wherein. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's crazy times. It is insane times. So how, how have you been this week? Uh, this week has been interesting. I would say that this week was like like extremes. It was a week of extremes. There were really good moments and really bad moments. So I'm hoping that next week will be a more like middle ground level week. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> that's That's my... That's my optimistic. I believe it will be. How's that? There you go. Find find <laughs> the tap the correct tap water setting of your life. <laughs> you <laughs> lukewarm. Anyway, <laughs> how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, just you know, getting through everything, doing the doing the stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How was your brunch? Oh, that was uh, fun and uh, yeah, kind of interesting. Because, uh, yeah, we just kind of chat. It's a video chat with food. <laughs> What's well, awesome. Were there mimosas, though? My parents did. I didn't pick up wine. Um, so, But my parents were actually drinking mimosas. They went full out for it. Oh, that's so adorable. I love that. If you guys haven't seen already, I shared that photo on our Instagram. And I think you shared it on the twitters on your you on your account i did yeah so there's evidence out there of this adorable family brunch if you want to see it (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah let's start with the news what's going on with you new in your life new in your state new in the country what's going on so this week's been like a legitimately kind of crazy week for news. Okay, that's ridiculous to say because every week has been crazy. <laughs> I caught myself. Okay, no, it's it's just, I mean, I guess every week is crazy and there's always something new. And I think we got lulled. I don't know about you, but I feel like at least here, we're like, you know, steadily into this shelter in place situation. And I think people are getting into like lulled into a false sense of security because the next two weeks are supposed to be the worst of the virus here. Um, It's like after the incubation period, this is a time when the most people are going to need you know, hospital care and stuff like that. And yet people seem to be more relaxed about everything. Like they want to go, you know, out and do the things and even though everything's closed and, so I don't know. I, I feel like it's been strange. And then, like, the numbers just keep climbing. So um, just before we started recording, I looked it up because, you know, procrastinator. And I <laughs> saw that uh, Virginia is now at four, a little over 4,000 cases, which is quite a bit. Not as many as some other states, but that's a lot of people. And we just hit 109 deaths. So, and that number is just going to keep climbing and I'm hoping that we're not going to get into like, you know, 20 a day, 30 a day, you know, in New York, I mean, it's been terrifying numbers per day for the nation. It's over a a thousand people a day. Like it's, yeah, 
it is wild. Um, so yeah, that's where Virginia is at. And in general, we have this like weird, I think, I feel like there's, I get this sense of weird, maybe comfort or like false comfort or something. Like we're telling ourselves, no, no, this is fine, but it is very much not fine. Do you feel like you have that? Um, I've honestly kind of seen uh, about the same. I haven't seen too much shift. Um, the the big difference, at least in Colorado, is our governor um, decided to tell everyone to wear masks all the mm-hmm. time. And so yeah. it's kind of been like you're watching out for people wearing masks and who's not wearing masks. Um, but the other weird part, though, is too, because I went to the grocery store and I'd say is about – 80 85 percent wearing masks so people following it and being good uh but then there's a park i don't know 20 feet from the grocery store and it was busy again like the whole (laughs) everyone's parked there there's a family having like a a picnic out in the open just out in the grass and so it's it's a shift like like i know you don't really have to wear a mask out out in the wide open area Mm-hmm. Um, it's not quite as important then as if you're in a grocery store where it's the air's not moving and you're all breathing and you're all close quarters. Like that's mm-hmm. more important. But also like, don't like, there's a lot of people that went to the park. Don't, don't go to the park. Yeah. <laughs> I actually ran into that this weekend. My partner ended up coming down, uh, to Richmond. And so we were like, let's go for a hike. And then, we took we went online to see like where people were going if it's really busy and every single place we searched there's somebody at least a few people on twitter like it's packed don't come you know like here's a picture of all the cars like don't don't bother and we were like oh that means we have to stay inside (laughs) so we ended up just taking my dog for a super long walk around the neighborhood but uh yeah i think everyone is going stir crazy so they're all going outside but then it's like it's defeats the purpose if you're all like shoulder to shoulder on the trail (laughs) yeah there's a picture of a chicago trail where there's like a bridge or something and it was like packed with people like packed in so they're not even the six feet apart and yeah Yeah. then you're defeating the purpose like i get like outdoors you just generally open but if everyone goes outdoors it's right (laughs) yeah it doesn't help yeah, you got to find space in the big outdoors. You can't go like outside your door and stand next to someone else and be like, I'm outdoors. His germs aren't getting on me, you know, like. Yeah, this is the right. time if you want to be outdoors to explore different off the path kind of places that people mm-hmm. wouldn't know about. Yeah, and in Colorado there's plains. Like if you can't go to the mountains, go to the plains. There's ton of land out there. Go hang out with some cows or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, Virginia, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm working on it. Just don't trust the bison. They 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 charge randomly. All right, they never mm. trust them. Yeah. Oh, they're so cute though. At least it, maybe it'll feel like a big running hug. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yeah. No. So and then as far as like like news, like there. So this sucked me in this week, and it, like. I've I've watched like panel after panel and like video after video about different people talking about this, but it came out I think maybe yesterday or the day before I don't know all the days run together <laughs> that um, the uh, the deaths are disproportionately black and brown people. I heard and that. 
that is wild. So naturally, I was like, hmm, who's saying that? Like, is it really? Like, why? Is there a pre-existing condition situation? And it obviously, it's really early, and there's no way to know why this is happening. But I think that it's pretty clear that the quote-unquote pre-existing condition is poverty. I mean, I, I think this is true for all races, but it, obviously black and brown people are disproportionately po- in poverty. Um, and so I think folks are just, unfortunately, not getting the care they need. Usually I would go on this whole long thing about uh, like racism in healthcare, where we have, you know, actual medical professionals that believe in these crazy things like black people's skin are is thicker than other people they don't feel pain black people don't feel pain like that was a recent study that was like in 2015 or something like that it's insane so like you know first i'm like oh these people are being mistreated or something but no i think this is just like the medical professors are doing their goddamn best at this point they're they're doing their best not to fall over and we're in a situation where poverty is causing so much, like has so many health impacts, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like there are so many like health risks involved with being worried all the time (laughs) about your food, about your children, about where you live, you know, no food security, no house security. Like that's going to take its toll on your body and your mental health, which means that you're not going to bounce back as easily if something like this happens. And so for the people that may not have heard about this, um, I do have some numbers here. So uh, I'll read a few of them. So for example, in uh, Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, I don't know why it's the county. These other ones are city. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. So, (laughs) (laughs) but in milwaukee county um it looks like people of color are 26 percent of the overall population but they are 73 percent of the deaths by due like by coronavirus Uh, louisiana 32 percent of the overall population but 70 percent of the deaths dc is a little flatter of a curve it's 46 percent of the population and 58 percent of the deaths chicago worse 32 percent of the population and 67 percent of the deaths so it, and it goes on and on uh it, it's clearly a, a a trend that's happening obviously again we yeah. don't know why um but uh, it's it's alarming and it's made me think about it a lot uh, Bernie, so he had this uh, live Facebook Live panel with a bunch of um, professionals talking about, like, medical professionals and socioeconomics, you know, professors and stuff like that. And it was fascinating to hear people and um, and kind of like, uh, like, it was like a wave of validation in a way. Like, not like, I'm validated that people are dying. Obviously not. But... I, it was like this wave of, whoa, people are finally seeing that people that are struggling on the daily, like, it has a huge impact on their lifespan. Yeah. And that includes not recovering from this virus that perhaps other people who 
haven't stressed their bodies in that particular way are recovering. So anyway, that's that was the big news thing that I was like, oh my gosh, I have to dive into this pile of data and and headlines and talks and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find out more as it goes. Um, you know, the president did acknowledge it. I mean, it's big enough for him to say something. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I so, mean, you're yeah. definitely not wrong. Um I don't know if it's as much as stress as much as the access to medical health, at least at an affordable rate for someone that's low uh, poverty and you don't see a doctor until it's too late kind of thing. Um, Could be either way. Sure. I think the reason I kind of shied away from that, or at least turned away from that initial thought was um, right now, for coronavirus, healthcare is free because it's covered for anybody right now. So there's no reason people should not be getting treated for coronavirus. Other stuff, no. I mean, <laughs> if it's diabetes and you need insulin, sorry, sorry, bro. Yeah. But <laughs> if you if you need treatment for the coronavirus, as of right now, it is free to everyone. Even um, if you don't have insurance. Even if you don't have insurance. Yeah. I did not know that. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that was a big relief to me because I know quite a few people that don't have insurance. So I was like, what is going to happen to my friends? And then I found that out and I was like, go see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so if if people, assuming the people know that it is free, and you have to imagine that the people that they are recording as deaths by cor- the coronavirus, mm-hmm. they are probably in medical care. Yeah. We're probably not capturing the people that are at home struggling and didn't go and pass away at home. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's, oof, all of it. I would like to. Th- I'd just like to think in the world, though, there's not a whole lot of dead bodies hanging out in people's houses at the moment. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I'm just going <laughs> to pretend that everyone that gets to a level of sickness sees somebody. But That'd be nice. You know. I like I like believing that too. <laughs> but Let's yeah, I think uh, it would be interesting to put those numbers against the poverty levels based on uh, race lines as well and see mm-hmm. if they correlate because I think that's definitely Yeah, uh, I I hope that those numbers will come out because I do think that it is more poverty than race in this case. I don't think that brown people just attract the virus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... no, I don't think so either. I, if anything I've read or heard about it, it wouldn't affect anyone of any race any differently. Exactly, and we're not seeing that happen in any other countries. So Yeah. Yeah. So uh, some uh, fun th- uh, facts about Colorado uh, this week. Um, fun facts. <laughs> um, the Denver Pop Culture Con got pushed back till November because they are currently converting the convention center into a health center, uh, which is good. Although it's a bummer that uh, they have to push back the con till November. But did you really think that they were gonna hold it in? It's July. There's a chance oh, in is July. It July? Still. I thought it was. I thought it was in June. Sorry. No, this year's July. So oh, there, okay. there was still a hope. July, yeah. there's still hope. It's hope yeah. for our birthdays still, okay? 
Um, so uh, outside of that, um, the Brown Palace, which is a very famous uh, hotel in downtown Denver, closed for the first time in 128 years. Damn. So that's that's where we're at in sanity level. How many little, little old ladies do you think are really upset about that? Oh, so many. So many. <laughs> where are they going to have their tea time? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I hope Zoom. We can have like a tea time. Tea time and Zoom. Cheers. <laughs> Side note on that too is uh, my nephew likes to uh, cheers everybody. He holds up his glass and yells cheers. So we all did a virtual cheers. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I love it. That brunch just keeps getting better and better. But back to the sad news. Um, mm. The official count as of uh, just a few minutes ago, 226 deaths in Colorado, uh, 6,202 cases, Oof. Uh, which actually, I, I don't want to do the math now, but it sounds like Virginia has a worse death to cases case rate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So... Boo. And <laughs> 1,221 right. hospitalized confirmed uh, corona cases. Wow. Oof. So it's it's gotten it's heavy. Yeah. It's, it's at a heavy point. Yeah. I mean, they say, like I said, the next two weeks, I guess the next week and a half. I don't know when the two weeks starts, but it's supposed to be the worst that it gets as far as how many hospital beds are needed at the same time. Mm-hmm. And... I just feel like people are being a little bit more flippant, or at least that's how it feels, which scares me. Like that legitimately, it worries me because I, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, eventually I am going to have to go to the store again. And if people are just like flippity flooping around and coughing on things, I'm, (laughs) it freaks me out. But yeah, anyway. Well, hopefully to make you, uh, may, maybe hopefully make you feel better a little bit. Uh, some fun facts about the Eisenhower Tunnel, um, and this is about people going out. So if you don't know, the Eisenhower Tunnel is the only way to get to the mountains from Denver for the most part. Big old tunnel goes right through the mountains. Real high up there. Yeah. So um, uh, March 31st of 2019, they... Uh, counted 43,000 cars went through the tunnel that day. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1980, the same date, they had 11,000 cars. Okay. This okay. year, March 31st, they had 9,400 cars go through the Eisenhower Tunnel. Whoa. Less than in the 1980s. Less than before Colorado was cool. Holy crap. So wow. Colorado's people are doing well, staying I guess. Home. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least in your state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least I'd you hope to kinda, think so. You can kind of count on the the Colorado people to kind of listen, I think. Yeah. I mean, it really depends where you're at, too, because I definitely have friends on Facebook uh, more in the uh, sub- suburb areas complaining that people are just straight ignoring the masks. Yeah. Which is weird because the same people are complaining about the people hoarding. So they're scared enough to hoard, but not scared enough to, you know, put a bandana on your face. Like they're not asking you to do a lot. Just just cover up a little bit, man. (laughs) 
Like I wear a neck warmer that I wear during the winter and it's, you know, four layers thick of cotton. That's good enough. That's all. You don't need a lot. No, it's not that hard. And frankly, you can take like t-shirt material Mm -hmm. and just tie it around your head. Yep. Like tie it one over your ears and one under your chin and that'll keep it flat on your face. Like it's not rocket science people, but they do struggle with the easy things (laughs) (laughs) so it's 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 a weird kind of dichotomy of yeah like how people are kind of dealing with it and where they're at yeah yeah definitely agree with that um i don't know well yeah and i have a i had an apartment emergency today a maintenance one so i had to have a maintenance guy come in but they did supply our maintenance people with uh the proper actually the proper n95 masks oh good uh so that's good but i am gonna have more people in tomorrow because it was a leaked pipe above me so oh no yay drywall gets to be rehung and oh god just stand there with a lysol can and like spray them down as they're working (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh sorry let me let me just get under under there yeah can you just move your leg up a little and i'll just get under okay thank you <laughs> so yeah exactly what i was hoping not to really happen is have strangers come in my apartment but uh i don't know my apartment seems to be handling it as best as they can um so Okay. Yeah, you got it. You have to fix the emergencies. Like, yeah, it's no, an emergency. I, yeah, so. no, they they are definitely maintenance workers at apartment buildings. Have to be, you know, there. Like, they're they're needed for sure. Because mm-hmm. yeah, if I didn't report this, it would have been a way bigger deal. Um, luckily, they actually found the leak quickly. Because last time this happened at another apartment, it took like almost three weeks to find where the leak even was. Oh God. So, okay. Well, time... <laughs> at least that's good. So yeah, it's all good, but. Yeah, I'm going to have to have strangers in the house, and that's always just, yeah, it just makes you extra aware of, like, where are they going? Is he still mm-hmm. wearing the mask when he goes into the bathroom, or are they taking it off once they start working? I don't know. Cause I don't How many door handles did they touch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. So not a clear transition into our actual topic of today, but let's just jump right into it. Technology and how it's helping, how it's maybe hurting what new technologies out there what's what's going on in the tech world and corona yeah i feel like um <laughs> such big changes right like i feel mm-hmm. like it would be interesting to talk to people in the field about what they're seeing but i think that like every well obviously all of the video conferencing apps are like booming right now yep. Anything that helps with online collaboration, for example, project management tools are being pushed right now, which is good because that's kind of a sector that I work where I work <laughs> and like uh, all of my, you know, I, I work with clients through these tools and they're also being slammed. Like today, Asana was down for like 20 minutes and everyone was losing their freaking mind. Jeez. <laughs> but it's, um, I think it's just as far as like technology and apps, I think it's, I feel bad for all these people that are trying to pivot so quickly to either capture sales or fix their platform like Zoom oh, yeah. <laughs> or <laughs> anything else. But yeah, I think the big standout for me is I think Zoom 
mm-hmm. because I, that made the national news and has impacted a lot like people that I know personally um, because a lot of the universities decided to go with Zoom as their video conferencing tool, but it turns out the Zoom is easily hacked. And so um, there would be profession- professors uh, teaching class or whatever. I think it's happened in, in like primary and secondary school as well. And a anti-Semitic dude or few people come in and start drawing swastikas all over the screen, like live on the class. Like if oh, wow. it, I know they did it for the, it, one of the reports I read, there were many, um, was it was for a, it was like at a Jewish school or something like that. And so they came in and like put a bunch of like hail Hitler memes and, you know, awful language and awful imagery before. And then like, obviously the teacher is like shocked. The students are shocked. Everyone's traumatized and there's not anything anyone can really do about it other than end class. (laughs) So it was, it's kind of the worst possible scenario. Same thing with um, uh, black professors throughout the country. I know it happened in quite a few places. And I, I have a friend that's an adjunct faculty who, Uh, is a person of color and people they get on however they get on and they're throwing the n-word like they'll like draw it live across the screen and like throw other images up there like it's it's crazy like if you look it up i mean if you want i guess (laughs) it's not fun (laughs) but um it there were there were a lot of incidents and so uh people got really upset and yeah, for a good reason, and went to Zoom and was like, um, "Hey, can <laughs> so you please this is a fix thing. this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they had to like overhaul their security um, overnight, kind of. So that that honestly like really floors me. Like, what is what is wrong with people? Like, we're we're in a crisis. People are trying to do their best. And you gotta be an asshole to to people just trying to teach a class like that is it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it, it really bothered me when it when I saw that it was happening to like high school and you know middle school where like all these kids are trying to be schooled from home, mm-hmm. and someone gets on that class and like starts to do all this stuff. Like I, I don't know, I I just think about how fragile <laughs> I'm fragile as an adult. <laughs> And looking back, I was a pretty fragile kid, too. I can't imagine being a teenager in a pandemic right now. <laughs> like, I'd <laughs> be losing my mind. Why do people got to be dicks? <laughs> right? <laughs> that like, would solve all of our problems, I think. <laughs> yeah, like, don't, don't make things worse. It's already pretty bad. Like, just, just you stop being a troll for, you know, three months in your entire life. Right. You know, you can be go back to being a racist when this is over. All right. Just take a break from being a racist. Exactly. This like, is your racist vacation. Well, see, that doesn't see sound how, well. <laughs> see how awesome it is not being a racist for like three, four months and then maybe fall back and see if you want to do it again. And you probably won't. But, you know, take a break. Yeah. See, see where it takes you. That's that's insane. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, conference. Uh, yeah, those have all been blowing up. We had to pivot personally to WebEx. 
um, at our company uh, because we we're a law firm. So we hold a whole lot of meetings. We have depositions. We have uh, just meeting with other um, other you know law firms that team up with us or you know meeting with defense attorneys. Whole bunch of meetings. It's meetings, meetings, meetings. And so, and they need to be like in person because being a lawyer is a lot like playing poker a lot of times and you're reading their face. And so they want to do video meetings. Absolutely. And so yeah. We had to pivot to that really quickly. Um, and so far it's taken, it's done good, but yeah, it's, it's a whole shift about how you do things. Um, and a funner note, though, on that is uh, we had uh, my office does a Thirsty Thursday, uh, the first Thursday of every month. And uh, we decided we're still going to do that. But we did it all in a Zoom meeting. Um, so we all had our, we all had our drinks and we all had our cameras on and we, you know, had uh, some fun games going on. So tried to keep it, you know, keep things normal as much as we can. <laughs> That's so cute. I love that idea too. Aw, a little workplace humor. <laughs> Adorable. Um, and then uh, you know, we have our team meeting. Our team's already remote, so we're pretty used to being on camera and doing it that way, but it's a little different because we'd at least force everyone that's in the same buildings to at least get in a room together and share. And now everyone's completely separated. Um, so that was, you know, a thing. Um, but, uh, I actually played a song on my guitar in one of the meetings just cause we had some extra time. Oh, so. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it's almost like you're building like kind of what we were talking about last week with, uh, relationships. Like it's, you're handling your coworking relationships a little bit differently. Yeah. It's like opening it up in a different way it sounds like yeah i think so yeah you're really seeing people uh for how they really more are because we don't have to put on the veneer of being in the office and you know keep your hair this way and do that like even our thirsty thursday was a lot more open because everyone's just in their house you know with their wine and you know can be a little bit more open and free and so that's kind of it's pretty fun. So it's good to see that in a lot of That's ways. Cool. And I think uh, a lot of the tech is opening up towards that too. Cause I'm seeing a shift, um, not a huge shift, but a shift in like Facebook and stuff where people are using it, what it was more intended to be originally and actually communicating with people once again and trying to reach out and have, you know, at least fun conversations and things and stop posting as much political stuff. And Ugh. I think it's because we have we have to rely on these tools now because you know you can't you know just go over to someone's house or whatever and it for me at least you start going oh I'm talking to this person on Facebook more maybe I should reach out to this person who I haven't talked to and see how they're doing and so I'm seeing I'm personally seeing a shift that way I don't know if you're seeing the same thing yeah, I'm definitely seeing the same thing. Um, but I attribute it to something else. I I think that yes, and maybe we're just saying the same thing, but <laughs> I think that people aren't posting about the political stuff and the you know trying to destroy other people's worlds <laughs> over <laughs> and over. Like I think people are are being a little less petty 
in general because there's a bigger, badder monster out there right now Mm -hmm. than just the person they don't like looking at in the mirror at night. Like, I think that people are potentially, hopefully, realizing that there's a little bit more to life than, like, trying to make your own little personal world the best fake personal world yeah <laughs> anyone's ever seen online <laughs> like uh don't get me on my soapbox but i just <laughs> i do hope i do see a change and i hope that it's um it isn't short-lived yeah it sticks around yeah i, I just i think we're kind of getting back to what social media would should have been to begin yeah. with yeah um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I've been using it to talk to my friends in London and see how they're doing. Um, and yeah, just connecting with people. And then I think families are finding new ways to communicate too through, you know, like we did, you know, my family had our whole thing. Um, our friend family, you know, did the movie night this weekend and I actually participated. And that's fun. Yeah, that was awesome. I really hope Netflix is working on something in-app, though. That's not an add-on. Like, this one worked fine and was fun, but I think I think they're trying that right now. I bet you there's somebody... I'm sure they are. I got a little <laughs> nervous during... So, what you talk, our friend family being, like, all of our friends. I don't know if that was clear. <laughs> so, uh, me, uh, my friend Megan, the amazing person that did our art. Haha. Who who you can find at meganstern.com. Yeah. <laughs> I got the official like how to promote her. But um yeah, so we were like we want to watch a spooky movie. Let's hold a, you know, spooky movie Netflix party and we bugged Matt and Matt got in there and then Ian her husband and other friends. So yeah, it was like our old our usual friend family that used to hang out um which was really fun. And then we're going to do it again this weekend. Yeah. So I'm excited about it. So, yeah, I think things like that are going to become more prevalent and more, uh, I guess, interesting ways to, yeah, be with people without physically being with people. Um, and I'm curious how that's going to move in the movie market in general. Um, yeah. As of right now, I've only heard one movie that was going to be in theaters is getting pushed directly to streaming, but that's got to be something they're considering. Would you pay for like a pay-per-view kind of event that was just like a marvel movie like a marvel movie that i've already seen no like a new one that would have been in theater say like they're gonna release black widow but mm-hmm. it's uh, i don't know 25 dollars for a pay-per-view you can only watch it they're just gonna show it live for everybody this one time i mean i wouldn't because <laughs> I don't want to see that movie that have you seen the trailer like oh I'm your sister Uh, we're gonna fight no wait we like each other and now we're gonna fight on this tall pole (laughs) but I mean I see what you're saying I think for the right movie probably (laughs) I think that's definitely in somebody's you know idea yeah but I don't think people like movies like we do yeah, no. no I absolutely. think like the general public would be like, nah, no, yeah, <laughs> like, not do it. It's only the f- like fanatic, the fanatics that are gonna be like, like if the new Halloween, you know, came out and the only way I was gonna be able to see it was that way, I'd be like, yep, guess there's my money here. 
here, take whatever you want. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I better have a good connection. If it quits on me, you're giving me my money back. <laughs> but yeah, like, I think, I think that idea is a great one, but I think that that's for the, the, the movie, movie, movie people. Yeah. I don't know. Cause yeah, that's, I think that's just one industry that's going to have to figure out a new way to work with life. Mm-hmm. Um, even when this is done, um, I know our governor specifically said they may put tighter restrictions on just maximum capacity across the board in general. Like this kind of raised comes concerns on that. Huh? Um, so I'm not too be... concerned about that. That's interesting. I'd be interested to see what the science is behind that. I think they're, I don't it's know. Political science. This yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can sort of see like, maybe they're like, well, if we had these in place, it wouldn't have caught so quickly already. But it's like, I don't know if that's a thing. No, it's a, it's a virus. I, I what, it's a Look, virus. Our it's... governor likes to get on TV every single day, and he has to say something. So I think he's just making That's stuff true. up now. Yeah, maybe he's just running out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but have you seen any other um, industries you can think that are going to need to change, either temporarily or, you know, how how the tech would have to shift? I mean, obviously, music is already trying to figure out how to live through that. I mean, not live through music will live through, but just live shows being gone, artists not making any money. Um, it's a scary time to be a musician. <laughs> yeah. But there, there's so, some that are doing some good things though. They are. I just, I, it comes back to the, all of the streaming stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's, the streaming stuff is what's going to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> the internet and streaming. Well, I know um, my friend, uh, he's a, he's a D well, he's a uh, trap artist uh, called said the sky. Everyone should check him out. Cause he's actually very fantastic. Um, has fully embraced TikTok uh, during this. Um, but like the bare naked ladies have embraced YouTube and they've been doing uh, selfie cam jams as they've been calling it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, like, uh, so I think a lot of bands have to embrace that. I know, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's all of a sudden popped up doing a lot of YouTube stuff because I think he, uh, I just know a lot about him and he's a recovering addict and he's got to keep himself busy and he can't go out and play live. So just keep playing and writing, recording more, recording, whatever, just kind of getting it out there. But yeah, the, the smaller musicians that can't afford to just give away their stuff for free. Um, yeah. I don't know how you make that money back that you would have made at a live show. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. But as far as the technology, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to change. I don't think we're going to reach a, a, a world and maybe this will be like a soundbite in 30 29 or something <laughs> it's like <laughs> this chick didn't know what she was talking about but i don't think there's going to be a world where streaming a live show is going to be equal to a live show yeah i just i don't think it's going to be equal it, that you can stream a live show people streamed shows before this i you know yeah i just don't think that that's a reality we will see i think it's just we're just gonna have to support our artists as much as we can and then 
as soon as they're able to do stuff again, buy their shit. <laughs> that is the hope is uh, like everyone just starts touring like mad as soon as they can. And that's and the then... hard part is that everybody can't tour at the same time. Yeah. So then we're going to reach a problem <laughs> where it's going to be like, oh, the, so the big bands are stealing all the venues from the little bands and yeah, it's we'll see. We'll see. I yeah. Well, we shall see. We shall. <laughs> Although one big shift, um, I can tell you right now that I thought was really cool tech wise, my firm uh, won a case in the Iowa Supreme Court via YouTube. Yeah, that is wild. That's so cool. They made their arguments via YouTube, and I was like, that's that's kind of a big game changer in a lot of ways because that could just adjust in general how courts work because why do we have this big stuffy courtroom that we're paying you know public funds for when you can just be at home and you can make a a, a persuasive video because when you're at the supreme court level it's not interviewing it's not cross-examination it's you make your case the defense makes their case and the judge you know uh, makes his decision so yeah, why why do we have uh, you know Supreme Court justices sitting up at the top when he's like just be on? Yeah, yeah, that would keep <laughs> that would keep Ruth Bader Ginsburg safer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm for this. <laughs> Whatever it takes, just put a little glass. Well, not glass. Let's put a giant plexiglass box lined with invisible kevlar <laughs> just holds her in marshmallow stasis <laughs> put her in the pope mobile oh my gosh because <laughs> yeah the courts need to still kind of be going um i got a of friend course, yeah that, they definitely do i got a friend that's uh, uh finishing up his dui terms and still needs to test and like but he still like ha- has his able to legal hearing to get released early they got to do something with that. You have to still provide that service. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I would, I would love to see that change, frankly. Yeah. Um, I think that obviously there are better ways to do it than just YouTube, but you know, I, something, something in that direction seems like it would be a huge game changer for that entire Mm -hmm. industry. Yeah. We'll see. Um, kind of on that level of just things changing like that too with uh, everyone I know Colorado or Denver Public Schools canceled school the rest of the year that pushes kind of a um, internet being a valuable service rather than a, a nicety kind of thing mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I have very strong feelings about that um, the internet is a utility now yeah and it should be public, um, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, I was on the other side of that fence as, or as late as like a month ago. But as soon as you make public schools, you have to stay home and do it. That shifts everything, absolutely. No, I agree. You you need it. I mean, but I even before this, not that I've always, you know, made this argument but even before all of this hit the internet was a, was essential anyway i mean it's essential for so many things especially in colorado um it is so many of the public processes are online so it's like 
you have to be able to be mobile enough and well enough to get to a public library to be able, you have to be literate enough, you know, like it's, there's just so many steps and hurdles to do things that you need to do to, you know, get your ID and do basic living human things yeah um that require the that requires the internet and then on a social level i i mean i just don't see how you can make the argument that you don't need the internet especially after this to stay connected to people yeah um because that's how the world has shifted and so denying someone access to internet because of their income or they're just not able to afford it is almost condemning them to not knowing anything that's happening in the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or being able to connect to anyone else other than the people in their house, if they have people in their house. Um, but then that gets into the mental health of the United States, and then we'll be here until next week talking <laughs> about <laughs> how we feel about that. But yeah, I, I agree with you that it is no longer a, you know fancy newfangled service you can kind of sign up for if you want like public schools are using it it's essential the other thing though uh, that goes with that is that i have seen things like comcast is offering free internet for families with children blah 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 for school and stuff like that and i'm Mm -hmm. like but not everybody has kids yeah so yeah where do you draw that line yeah do you say do you have to have kids or I mean, that's what they're really, saying. Yeah, that you down. do. You <laughs> you have to have kids that are in school that need the internet to do schoolwork, so you can get it. But then it's like, so, but you you think it's just the kid that's benefiting from that? I mean, the parents are clearly also using the internet, and oh, so yeah. is anyone else in that household. So, anyway. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Because also, just like most job postings as of right now, obviously, say you need to have internet at home because, you know, we're working remotely. My office has an open position right now, but you're not going to go in the office to work. (laughs) So, you know, you have to have internet to even work anymore, uh, you know, within the last month. Like, it's just shifted to where, you know, it it is a utility now. Yeah, I think we're going to see some more from that coming through the um the senate yeah so that'll be interesting yeah so what are what's keeping you distracted what's keeping me distracted so uh i dyed my hair i've been dyeing my hair every sunday because i can <laughs> and i got <laughs> Yay! extra hair dye so i'm like nah, all right <laughs> um my band did finally was able to get all together uh, at my place and we played uh, Twitch Sings because we don't have our jam space. So we uh, got on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Leonardo Leonardo Band. Let's put that plug in there. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. It wasn't uh, super popular. I think we maxed out at nine viewers, but still it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I was one of those viewers. It was it was cool. I was just like I had you guys on and I was like playing games on my phone and listening to you guys crack up and I almost lost me when you did Lip Biscuit, but <laughs> I can blame Doug for that one. I do blame Doug for that one. <laughs> but it was cool. It was a cool idea. I didn't know that Twitch did that. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, it's a fun little game. We wanted to stick to something music wise. Um Outside that, my distractions have been uh, playing guitar again, still 
I uh, learned two new songs this week. So, well, nice. no, three actually. Yeah, three Ooh. songs. I'm just plowing right through them. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll do a stream, an acoustic stream at some point, just for kicks. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, that's mostly been been my distractions. What what have you been distracted with? How are you just? I've been losing myself inside of my television. I think that's I mean, really... if it's 24-hour news, I'll worry. But is it all news? or are you? No, no, no. I don't have cable. so uh, And I don't have any news apps on my Apple TV. <laughs> but I, um, I... So, like I mentioned, my partner came down this weekend and for a couple days. And so, usually that means movie time galore. Because there are many movies that, like, we want to see, but we want to wait to see, you know, mm-hmm. until we're together. So, um this time not so much with that but just like new titles so we watched guns akimbo which was awesome highly recommend it dad daniel radcliffe is being amazing i just i love it and what's her face from uh ready or not samara weaving yeah yeah she's in it it's just so fun it's like this mix of like kill bill Kick ass and something else that's really obvious and it's escaping me. I don't know. You I just highly if you've seen the like pictures online of Daniel Radcliffe like quote unquote filming his next movie or whatever and they made a bunch of memes about it because he's like in like bear slippers and a <laughs> bathrobe. Okay, I was wondering if that was the movie. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> so good. So we rented that and then the other movie we rented was Swallow, which was really good as well. Very different. Um, it's, I would say like body horror, uh, but not like horror horror. It's more of a thriller like that way. It's, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy, but it is very uncomfortable <laughs> to watch, <laughs> which I enjoyed. Um, and that one was, it was a really, I, I liked it. I thought that it was well done. Um, so yeah, I, I got to enjoy those that helped distract me, obviously, uh, my partner coming to visit, that was a helpful distraction after a mm, tiny, itty-bitty major panic attack. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, it was like, anything is better than that. So um, there, those movies work awesome. Lots of, watched tons of South Park as usual. So, so good. Yeah. I started rewatching Parks and Rec again because, again, so good. <laughs> um, and then I just started this series last night uh on hulu i think it's a hulu original or maybe not i don't know the internet will know (laughs) but (laughs) it's definitely on hulu and uh yeah it's a show called little fires everywhere and i it's reese witherspoon's in it and terry washington and it, it it's like it's supposed to be cringy but i was like trying to i was like oh let me just watch this first episode and see how i feel about it and i was like three episodes in and i was like mad (laughs) fuming in my bed like this is stupid i don't like this person (laughs) so it has me really engaged which is a good sign um so i like that show and i just started devs as well and the first episode was really cool so i'm probably gonna keep doing that so my distractions all revolve around (laughs) tv (laughs) tv being sucked in but it's good because it kind of broke my fall of crazy mental health stuff this week that 
like I'm definitely feeling better now and I'm happy that after this and I'm probably going to grab some snacks and <laughs> watch some more TV. So yeah, that's been my distraction. Yeah, it's good sometimes just to be able to veg out. Yeah, for sure. I know the last time I was over there, you had to work and I had to just watch TV. Like I had no choice but to just sit and watch TV all day. And it's like the first time I've done that in like forever. It's like just sit and watch all day. <laughs> yes, I had planned it that way. Ha ha. <laughs> no, not at all. It's because I had nothing in my apartment. I still barely have anything in my apartment. Got any uh, weird stories from the last week that you had uh, want to share? <laughs> so weird pandemic stories. I don't think I have any like super weird stories that involve other people which i guess is a pandemic story it's just us <laughs> dealing with ourselves but um i did have this funny moment last night so i went to the store uh yesterday and i got a bunch of like tons of food to last me for the next like two to three weeks and um of course wine and then a bunch of snacks and stuff like that and then i was like man I should really stop drinking <laughs> because I like had not been drinking very much at all, like for over a year. Um, and then this happened and I was like, Oh, I've been drinking every night. Oh, strange. <laughs> so then I, um, I told myself like, no, I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm just going to, you know, drink some water, get a snack, lay down, go to bed. And then at some point I realized that I'm laying in bed with like, I've had two slices of bread, not toast, just bread, <laughs> two <laughs> slices of bread in one hand. I had some Ritz chips next to me. And then I had like, I don't even remember. Oh, Vienna fingers, which are one of my favorite cookies. So I had some Vienna fingers and I was like, okay, I'm not drinking, but I'm eating a lot. of No, no, no. I'm not drinking. I'm giving myself credit. I didn't drink last <laughs> night. I ate some stupid stuff in bed, but I was not drinking. So that was, I was only in a pandemic, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was funny and I laughed at myself. Yeah, they're uh, um, individual liquor stores have been showing a huge increase in sales, at least in Colorado, uh, for obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> I think, I almost think like, there are a couple more topic ideas that I thought of since we last talked, but I think one of them um, for maybe down the line, I would love to talk about um, the impact the pandemic has on people with addictions yeah. and how you have to navigate it. Cause it's, it's a wild world. Oh yeah. And that includes like food, alcohol, anything else, like anything. An addiction is an addiction. And when you're stuck by yourself, yep. you know, yeah, so. no, I actually had that sort of same thought uh, this last Friday to not drink. But I even, like, went out and got my mixers, was ready to, you know, because it hasn't been every night, but it's been every Friday I've been getting, like, blitz drunk. Like, I'm done with fr I'm done with the week. I'm just going to – I don't have to drive, so I'm just going to get out, like, get at it. Um, but then, yeah, this, uh, this one is like, eh, no, I'm just going to – have some pad thai and watch a movie. See, I yeah, and that's usually <laughs> how I am. I you know, it's been a long time since I've been an everyday drinker. And I had made a rule 
that I can only drink when I'm with someone else. So, but now that the pandemic happened, I was like, well, I'm breaking that rule because then I'll just never drink and I'm scared and I'm sad and I just want a glass of wine, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and then uh, as soon as I broke that rule, I was like, well, it's just one more glass. Oh, it's just one more glass. Oh, well, here's a beer. Oh, here's three ciders. And here's, you know, like I was drinking mimosas like three days in a row because it was one of those cool requirking you know, Prosecco bottles. And I was like, okay. oh, it's still fizzy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. It was, yeah, I need to not do that. So that's going to be something I need to pay attention to. But right now I'm a little overwhelmed. And so I'm going to drink this wine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I'm a bad influence to anyone out there. Listen to other people, not me. Okay. <laughs> but listen that's to the podcast. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right, so should we move on to our, our hermit levels of the week? Yes, All yes. Right. On what our is, Leonardo is... DiCaprio scale of uh, 10 being, um, uh, 10 is uh, Howard Hughes from The Aviator, uh-huh. and one is The Wolf of Wall Street. How, uh, how much of a hermit have you been? I think I've been a six, which is still better than last week. And I give myself a six because... I did do that Netflix party. Yeah. I have done like online. I've like seen people online and stuff and like been doing um, some of the social media for this, like the Gotham Sloth uh, Instagram. So I feel like I've been like doing things that involve other people. I actually had a telephone conversation with a friend, which was cool to like hear their voice. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that works. And it wasn't a video call, which kind of threw me off. Right. <laughs> like, like, hang what? on a second. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I don't know. Like and I guess I feel a little bit less like a hermit because my partner was here. So like it there was another human being yeah. around and like I tried a different food because he made it and you know like it, there's just like the actual human interaction that yeah. i have not had so i i know i said i wouldn't count my partner so i guess maybe a seven but <laughs> it feels <laughs> like i was more i was more of a six this week good what about you uh you know i'd say probably a five um because yeah we had our brunch our family brunch um, I mentioned last week that I was going to call my uh, friend at work and force her to have a conversation with me, and I did on Friday. Uh, we talked for a few hours, um, so that was good. Uh, I had the band over, and we chit-chatted you know, before and after the stream about you know, what everyone's thinking and just life in general and also just normal guy bullshit. Uh, so that was fun. That locker room talk, y'all. Nah. Normal guy bullshit. I don't know what that is. I don't. I don't know what normal guy bullshit is. Boobs. Oh, that normal guy bullshit. Not Got always, it. but yeah. <laughs> um, and um, what else did I do that would be considered? sociable i don't know if it counts but it was fun anyways is on friday and i'm gonna do it again this week because it was fun is i put up a vote on my twitter on what i should have for dinner yeah <laughs> and... i saw that and as soon as i saw it i was like dive food dive food dive food 
Because <laughs> I haven't had Thai in forever, so I had to live vicariously through you. I had to, it took a little bit because my normal uh, it was just even Thai basil like the the chain of restaurants wasn't they either weren't on grubhub or they're closed i don't know what's going on but i could not find Aww. thai basil i love um, thai basil Oof, finally so found a place but it took forever to get food i know you kept texting me <laughs> i was like oh no matt's gonna die before the food gets there <laughs> but uh so yeah that was kind of fun i guess that's sort of social interacting of some sort but yeah so okay so i'm on slowly on a trend of like eight seven six and you went four six five so far, yeah. so you're kind of evening out in the middle yeah. of the range. So we'll see where the next week takes us. For sure. Yeah. So this has been the Goth and the Sloth. Um, you can follow us on all your favorite social medias at Goth and Sloth, uh, Instagram, Facebook, not Facebook yet, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> um, this is on maybe well, you YouTube found this, by yeah, now. Yeah, YouTube. Although I don't know if it'll be slash, uh, uh goth and sloth. Goth and sloth. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, because we'll figure it out. Well, we need a uh, we need a hundred subscribers before we get our special slash. So oh. subscribe to our YouTube channel, and then we can have that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't understand um, how YouTube works. So talk to Matt. <laughs> you can see me in the Instagram world, and then uh, you can also find me at. Luna underscore Minwi, so L-U-N-A underscore M-I-N-U-I-T at pretty much everywhere. Like, I'm pretty sure that's my thing everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. I don't know how to Twitter, but I will try. Um, and Goth and Sloth, you know, I'm generally the one manning the Instagram account, so yeah. I'll just pretend like I'm Matt and say things. <laughs> <laughs> so you can contact me directly on Twitter at wizard underscore Matt. Uh, but on the Instagram, I'm Wizard Cosplay, uh, where I do show all my cosplay stuff. Although I've been not very active on that because I don't know how to Instagram. You don't know how to Twitter. I don't know how to Instagram. So that's how that's that how works. This works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can also check out my YouTube channel, uh, Matt the Feral Wizard, um, all over the YouTubes, and uh, you can uh, see our graphic designer at. MeganStern.com. There you go. S T E R N. We'll plug her again. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, awesome. So, yeah. Uh, next week, we'll uh, continue this and see where we go. Yep. We'll just keep going until we're allowed to go outside again. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs>